With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Log Talk Radio. There's the best there is in the world of arm wrestling. When I get to the table, that person, I don't care who they are, they're my mortal enemy. If I win, it's just because I wanted to be the best one time in my life. My whole body is an engine. This is a fire plug, and I'm going to light him up. Former bodybuilder, and now up-and-coming arm wrestling sensation with a show that is over the top. Firing up the mic, the host of Arm Wrestling Nation Radio, here is Craig Zubler. Hey, what's up, arm wrestling fans? Welcome to an upper... Another episode of Arm Wrestling Nation Radio. <clears throat> Real excited about this show tonight. We've got Corey the Flash Miller on with uh, the big PAL event coming up, man. It's going to be exciting this Sunday, or this Saturday, I should say. So I'm really excited about that. I want to welcome... Back on Arm Wrestle Nation Radio, my co-host, Albert Kozar. What's up, Albert? Hey, Craig. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, man. I'm doing great, brother. I got an exciting show. We got an exciting show lined up. And, uh, man, I got a special surprise. Uh, but uh, before we get into that, I, I want to just to see uh, how was your weekend, man. I know you and your wife celebrate your anniversary. I saw some pictures. You guys look like you had a great time. How was the weekend? Yeah, it was great. You know, anytime you get to spend quality time with the family, that's priceless. We went to Savannah, Georgia. What a beautiful town. Oh, wow. uh, never had the chance to go to that historic part of the town before. And if uh, anybody is in the area or if anybody is planning to visit Georgia, I definitely suggest, you know, uh, having a, a pit stop in uh, Savannah, historic downtown. That's uh, really something. Yeah, that's awesome stuff. I never got to make it out there, but everybody says uh, if you go to Georgia, go to Savannah. So uh, that's the place to be. Um, you know, uh, we had a tournament here in uh, Daytona for uh, like Oktoberfest. I uh, heard it was a good showing. Good showing. It had like a little over 100 competitors. I wasn't able to be there either. I had a, a mentoring program that I belonged to. It was our big, huge weekend out at the detention center. So uh, I missed it, but I, I guess uh, – I seen some, you know, saw some highlights. Uh, Brandon Morrison and uh, Max Tobin super match got a little intense at the end there. Um, you know, Brandon winning that, and uh, big surprise, Herbie Walker beating Stump three zero. Man, I was really uh, yeah, that was a surprised really, uh... by that. I know Stump didn't um, pull in the tournament. I haven't really talked to him since then. I'm not taking anything away from Herbie, but uh, I know he had some, you know, war with Dan. And um, and um, Shaw, 
um, which was a great matchup. They were back and forth. But uh, I'm not sure if Stump was 100% or not or whatever, but he showed up, pulled, refereed. So big hats off to Herbie for uh, for doing well there. I know Chuck won the Supers right-handed. Dickey looked unstoppable at 195. And we had another guy show up. Uh, I forget his name, but I guess he's a Brazilian guy. He used to be a world champion. Do you know him, uh, Alper? No, no, never uh... – Never met yes. him. Uh, so I guess he's I down in my there, old. So. Yeah, he's down. He's from my old stomping grounds down in Vero. So uh, he's back. So another guy pulling in the 220 class. So real exciting. I'm real excited about our event coming up, it's November 22nd, WAL Florida State Championships. It's on a Sunday. Um, you know, looking forward to that. And um, I'm excited. You know, a lot of these events are gonna are on Sundays. These championships. I know. I was talking to Daniel Worley and Jonathan Parsons. They were supposed to go up to the uh, Alabama event. They ended up going up on uh, f- leaving Friday night, and then they ended up finding out that the event was Sunday. So they ended up driving all the way to Alabama on Saturday and turning around so they didn't get to compete. That looked like a great event. Josh Bishop, the Bishop brothers, you know, hosted that. Um, and uh, you know, just another another good event. I got to give a big shout out to uh, my buddy Nate Adams, man. Phenomenal this weekend up there, putting Travis um, Badgen down twice left-handed, which has been pretty impressive. And uh, I've been you know back and forth with uh, Nathan Adams for ever since I started arm wrestling. Man, he's just been one of those great guys. But man, what a monster this guy's becoming! And uh, just excited to see him doing so well, but uh, you know. Is this good. the tournament where Rombat got beaten at two twenty? Because I read something on Facebook. Yeah, I know. And he he was yeah, I, cutting weights. Yeah. And he did two twenty and got beaten. I think got second place. Oh, did but he? I don't Ron? know who beat him. I don't know which tournament he's talking yeah. about. Well, they. I don't know if he pulled in the. Um, I know they have their event coming up. Here um, this weekend in Georgia, the WAL uh, Georgia State one is coming up on the the 24th. Uh, so I'm not sure. Maybe pulled in um, pulled in Alabama. Who's gonna say? Yeah, but, so, but uh, we need to we, we we need to get Josh here, man. I mean, he is the one who's keeping a track, you know, uh, yep, of what's yep. going on in United States arm wrestling better than anybody. Oh yeah, for uh, sure, man. We get we get Josh back on the show, but uh, I got a special surprise, man. I was uh, hanging out this afternoon and um, I uh, saw that Alan Ford just arrived at the PAL headquarters, and uh, I was like, you know what? I got Herm- Herman Stevens hopefully coming on next week, and I was like, you know what? Alan's all happy. He's at the W uh, the PAL headquarters. I said, you know what? Let me see if I can grab an interview with him real quick. He was real busy. He didn't have any, uh, a package to call America, so uh, Igor lent him his phone, and uh, we had a nice little interview uh, I want to play for you guys, so just hang tight cool. and listen to Alan Ford talking about PAL, Vendetta, Excited, and uh, let's take it away. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. I got a huge surprise. I got... The hitman Alan Ford on the line and uh Alan, welcome to the show, brother. Hey man, how's it going? Good man, and uh we haven't spoken in a few months, but uh I know you've been busy. Huge event, you're chilling in Vegas, uh at the PAL headquarters. 
what's going through your mind, man? You got a huge matchup with Herman Stevens, Vendetta in Vegas, Arm Fighter forty four. I mean, how are you feeling? Oh, I'm so pumped. Um, I kind of, I kind of wish I wasn't in Vegas this early. It's a, it's like it, it just prolongs my my pumped feeling. You know, I'm just, I'm gonna be all wound up all week because I don't actually compete until Saturday. So, um, is that a disadvantage for you, man? Being excited like this, being away from you know your family and home and in Vegas. I mean, or are you able to kind of? You know, maybe, you know, enjoy the moment. I know you guys do a lot of promotional stuff going on with Igor, and uh, you get to maybe do some sightseeing, maybe take your mind off the match a little bit. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm pretty good at that now. Uh, you know, with the experience I've had over the years, I've, I've been in a situation where, you know, even at a tournament, I start getting pumped up just just when I arrive and, and the weigh-ins and stuff. But I'm able to now bring it down a bring it down a notch and be like, whoa, whoa, you know, it's like, take a break, you're okay, you know, it's not, it's not happening yet, and I'm able to bring it up when I need to, so, so I should be okay. I mean, I'm just, right now it's just excitement because I just, I just arrived and probably, you know, a little overtired and stuff too, so there's lots to keep me distracted here. No, absolutely, and, uh, you know, that's a thing that people, you kind of hit a, a good point, you know, people don't realize you know, when you get to these big shows and all the excitement, you know, all the PR, everything that's involved in it, you can kind of get yourself way ahead of the the, the ball there and kind of, you know, almost have like a, an adrenaline dump before the uh, event ever starts. Yeah, for sure. For sure, absolutely. Especially being here at the PAL headquarters and seeing all these amazing pictures on the walls and stuff. And it's uh, yeah, definitely uh, get to get, get the blood pumping. <laughs> Well, let's talk about that for a minute. I mean, how exciting is that for you, man, being part of this organization now and uh, competing? Like you said, you're at the PAL headquarters. Uh, is that something that's super motivating you right now? Absolutely, man. I mean, I've been doing this for years and years, and I've always wanted to be in this situation or at this level, you know, where I'm, I'm traveling around and uh, and being, you know, in the mainstream mainstream television. I mean, this is going to be on CBS Sports, man. That's huge. Um, but, I mean, I don't know that. It's, uh, I, think I heard 50-some countries that that's aired in. And then on top of that, they're doing a live feed uh, over in Europe so that the guys in Europe can catch it. Unfortunately, it's not for us in, in North America. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it gets me. It's, it, it, I feel really, uh, I don't know, I feel, I feel great. I feel like, uh, you know, I've, I've finally achieved what I wanted to achieve. Now, take us through, uh, when did you get the phone call from Igor to be a part of this great card? Well, actually, I called him because <laughs> okay. I heard I heard he was doing some matches and like doing some vendettas and stuff like that. And I know that a lot of the guys, uh, WAL guys, have signed contracts and were able to. Uh, Igor actually never did call me because he thought he thought I still was in a contract with PA or uh, with uh, with uh, on. Or, yeah, sorry, my brain's fried right now. Sorry. UAL. Um, but when we heard that I wasn't, he was you know eager to eager to. Uh, to get me involved. Now, initially, I was supposed to go and compete at uh, at uh, in Poland at uh, the tournament there. Okay, you're gonna you were gonna do Nemrov? Yeah, no, not Nemrov. Zalati. Oh, Zalati. Yeah, yeah, yep. Just because you wanted to see where you know who to match me up with, because I haven't competed with a lot of the guys from Europe. So just so I could have some really good matches for for Vendetta. But then uh, I don't I don't know if he 
he had to fill the spot or whatever. But uh, so I'm doing this spend at an hour, and then I'm going to pull one next month. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it's huge. Two huge events, man. That's awesome. Good for you, man. It's uh, great for you to get that kind of experience over there as well. I mean, uh, now, how did Herman Stevens get in the mix? Was he just someone that uh, Igor had sitting there waiting for someone to pull? or? Well, Igor has been interested in me in the past, but uh, just things just never lined up. Uh, now now that he's in a situation where, you know, he can, he can pay for his athletes to come and be part of this, that's was good for me because I, I mean I don't uh, I don't make a ton of money and I can't be traveling all over the world all the time so uh, so yeah he, he's he's made this possible for me. Awesome and uh, Herman Stevens, you're competing against him. I mean, have you pulled against Herman before? Yes, I did. UAL nine, I believe it was. Okay. Um, yeah, we we were in the finals together and. Uh, yeah, we had, a, we, had a, we had a good match. I mean, I, I came out the winner, he, but uh, I think I think he got me once in in fouls, and then came back to 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 beat him twice, I believe. Okay, so yeah. how long have you had to prepare for uh, for this matchup? Oh, it's been it was kind of short notice. Uh, I think almost two months. Okay. Almost two months, a month and a half, two months. Yeah. I mean, Herman, Herman's definitely somebody that I'm, uh, I'm he's on my radar. I'm worried about him. He's, he's, uh, I, I will not underestimate him. He's, he's very strong. I've seen him beat, beat lots of guys, big monsters. And, uh, so, you know, it could go either way. I mean, I remember, I remember after UAL 9, I was giving him pointers on some stuff that he could work on, uh, which in, in hindsight, maybe, maybe I should have done that, but, uh, <laughs> that's all, that's what the sport's all about, right? Making it better. Yeah, absolutely. Always, you know, you want to beat a guy at his best, so uh, you know, no excuses. There. And that's great that you do that stuff because, uh, you know, it just shows how much of a true champion you are. Um, so with this coming up, I mean, what did you change as far as your training? I mean, you know, when you get ready for a big super match, six rounds like this, I mean, is this something that you, you know, you study Herman? I mean, you're familiar with him pulling him before. I mean, do you change your training up? I mean, how's Alan? How Alan get ready for this event? Yeah, definitely, definitely amping up the training. I mean, uh, I'm training with a, a really good team, the Ottawa Valley High Oakers right now. I don't make it up to see Devin as much anymore because the uh, Ottawa Valley guys, you know, uh, Evan Burgoyne and all his brothers and those guys, uh, they're real close, so it's, uh, they're, they're really good to train with. So, yeah, we, I mean, amped it up. I'm doing, doing, doing that uh, at least two days a week and then hitting the gym another couple days a week just for more recovery and blood flow stuff. And, you know, if, if there's any muscles that need some extra work, I'd give her. But, uh, yeah, no, yeah, same old stuff, you know. I started searching for videos, couldn't find the video from our match between Herman and I. I know somebody took video. Um, and I finally found it. I just wanted to see it and go over it in my head. You know, it's nice to have that, uh, especially that it's a win, you know, I have that in, in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, see if I made any mistakes, you know, and where I should be going and stuff. So how are you feeling, like, physically right now as this match, you know, we lead into the next few days here for the weekend. Are you basically, is this the, the best Allen Ford we're going to see here? Well, I sure hope so. I mean, I did, I was having some issues with my elbow, um, but uh, I, I feel great right now. I don't see, I don't see, foresee any, any issues. Um, you know, I did my sports therapy stuff and chiropractor and 
got it all worked out, and uh, I, I feel really strong. I feel I feel ready. I had a really a really nice long break, which always usually bumps me. You know, taking that long break and just not knowing where you're at in that moment. You know, but uh, I just you know take confidence in knowing that that break is gonna only make me stronger and heal better. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, man, I just want to thank you, Al, for taking the time out. Enjoy your time in Vegas, getting pumped up for Vendetta, man. I want to wish you the best of luck. We'll be cheering for you here in Florida, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, guys, we'll be right back after this short break. Armed Alliance is committed to producing powerful arm wrestling apparel to athletes around the world. Our mission is to represent the arm wrestling community with unmatched design, unique style, and superior fit that will set you apart from the crowd. Our shirts, made from next-generation cotton polyester, allows for maximum comfort and quality. We offer custom orders for hats, compression sleeves, team or individual shirts, and arm wrestling tables. Visit our site at www.armedallianceapparel.com and gear up today. Rep the movement. Armed Alliance for life. Country Crush, baby. The handles are made of polymer plastic that sits freely over a shaft, causing a free spinning motion. The frame is constructed of a high-grade steel and made here in the USA. The handle, while you can work many different exercises, was designed to challenge your hand strength. Focusing on overall arm strength, adding a balance and stability to your workout. By adding rolling handles, the Country Crush allows the user to work many different movements. Not easily done by similar handles, and by closing your wrists off at the end of each movement, you work. Work your wrist and strengthen it at the same time. Country Crush, baby. What are you waiting for? Get in the game. If you ain't training with the Country Crush, then you ain't training. Check out www.countrycrush.net now. The Gully Grip is a free-rolling handle that inevitably causes more stability in your wrist than any other grip on the market. It's also much more accessible to any cable system, allowing more progressive overloading movements, producing a higher outcome in overall strength in not only your shoulder girdle, but also those muscle groups important for arm wrestling. Visit GullyGrip.com. That's G-U-L-L-E-Y Grip.com. Apply your strength. All right, guys, welcome back. And uh, Alan seems like he's uh, ready to rock this Saturday at Vendetta. And we're going to be really excited about that. And um, so I'm I'm excited to see that event. How about you, Albert? Yeah, he does seem uh, like he's very focused and concentrated. It's his chance to, uh, you know, make an appearance in – PAL and uh, you know overseas in Europe, like he says, uh, this league is uh, the most uh, followed league in Europe. You know, although WEL gets uh, recognition too, uh, you know when Igor puts a show, it, it really uh, turns the heads of the Europeans. And uh, when you go to uh, PAL's website, armpower.net, you, you're gonna see the PAL ranking. Uh, done by Engin Terzi, uh, which is uh, the most uh, accepted uh, ranking internationally, uh, mm-hmm. overall ranking, uh, left-hand unlimited and right-hand unlimited classes. 
So it's uh, it's, it's a good chance for uh, Americans to uh, you know in- increase their uh, places on these rankings. From that perspective, it's also an important event as well. Uh, from a TV standpoint, of course, it's uh, priceless again. You know, uh, pushing the sport into another uh, mainstream channel. Uh, what else can we say? Like I said, you know, the arm wrestling is in the uh, golden era right now, and uh, we're uh, we're really lucky to enjoy this. And uh, hopefully, it will get better after this point. Absolutely, and CBS Sports, uh, you know, another great network picking up uh, this great sport. It's going to be exciting. But uh, I think it's that time once again. Arm Wrestling Nation Radio presents another episode of Arm Wrestling 101 with your host, Craig Sublier and Albert Kosar. All right, tonight's topic, we're going to talk about, well, Albert's really going to talk about cardio and recovery because for me, uh, cardio is like a Spanish word. So, but Albert, take it away. Explain to us about how cardio can either hinder or help our recovery in the sport of arm wrestling. Well, uh, cardio is uh, one of the topics. Actually, I have uh, the least amount of knowledge uh, in arm wrestling training. So I had to dig some research as well myself. also, personally, I'm lazy. I don't do much cardio, uh, and I have to, you know, uh, but uh, I just don't, you know. Uh, and uh, so it's one of those areas where I don't uh, feel really like, uh, you know, uh, you know, really uh, knowledgeable. So, uh, you know, we'll just give it a shot and uh, see uh, what we get here. We'll just do uh, some brainstorming. And uh, so the, the main question is, do arm wrestlers need cardio? And that's where, uh, you know, this whole thing started on this segment. Uh, we choose cardio because it's really, you know, unclear whether cardio is helpful, not helpful, do we need it, how much we need it, and so forth. But at first glance, the answer is no, uh, because when you look at other strength sports, you know, actually cardio may uh, hinder the strength performance uh, at first glance, uh, especially on the explosive sports. But, uh, of course, uh, we have to put things in perspective. Now, uh, first thing first, what do we mean by cardio? Let's take a look at that. Cardio uh, stands for cardiac development with uh, aerobic training that utilizes low to moderate intensity for extended time periods. I'm going to read this one more time. It's a simple explanation, and it's important. I think it's hitting all the main areas. Uh, cardio stands for cardiac development with aerobic aerobic training that utilizes low to moderate intensity for extended time periods. Now, this extended time period is usually from 20 minutes to 45 to 60 minutes. Uh, it's commonly accepted. Uh, and uh, it is designed to improve the function of the heart so that blood flow is improved which will allow for more efficient use of oxygen in the blood. So that's why it's designed for. Cardio training is designed to improve the function of the heart so that the blood flow is improved, which in return will allow for more efficient use of oxygen in the blood. And remember, they, uh, I'm 
sorry, De- Devon Lerat was talking about this when he was our guest. He was a big, you know, believer on uh, blood flow uh, through the body, uh, you know, pushing the blood to the muscles and so forth. So cardio is another way that that you can do that. Uh, and also, uh, Dave Shea asked a question uh, of our uh, topic tonight uh, about the cardio on his Facebook page back in September 24. So, uh, and there were some uh, several great answers on that post, by the way. So, I would suggest our listeners to go back to Dave Shea's uh, homepage, Facebook homepage, and and uh, you know just scroll down to September 24 and find that particular post of his. And maybe after this episode, he'll repost it uh, for everyone to read because there were some uh, great uh, different opinions from different arm wrestlers. So it's it's a very good read, and th- that's what actually triggered, you know, us to do this segment about cardio tonight. So thanks to Dave Shea and everybody that contributed to that uh, beautiful post. Now, uh, Craig, when we started these arm wrestling 101 segments, we stated that we're not professional trainers or physicians. So we can only do a brainstorming from an experienced arm wrestler's standpoint. And that's what we'll do tonight about cardio. Now, back to the question again. Do arm wrestlers need cardio as part of their training? Uh, Some say they should never do cardio, while others say it depends on the situation. Well, I say let's clarify the situation and make an assessment of an individual's uh, need, of, uh, of an arm wrestler's need. Let's say, uh, let, let's, let's look at these uh, different scenarios. Uh, I was thinking about this, and a uh, uh, way to put this is just look at three different scenarios and then see, you know, uh, how we should approach this. Let's say an arm wrestler weighs uh, more than 10% of his competing weight class, and his body fat ratio is not uh, super lean then uh, it seems like, yes, definitely on this case, cardio training will help with fat loss and uh, make the weight, uh, you know, easier uh, if uh, started in advance, of course, not the week of the tournament. Uh, We have some, uh, you know, athletes that wait till the last minute, and sometimes I'm one of them too. Uh, You know, desperate attempts of doing high cardio in last week will uh, diminish all your, you know, uh, heart-gained results, so don't do that, guys. So uh, that's one scenario here. An arm master weighing more than 10% of his competing weight class, his body fat ratio is not lean, then yes, he needs to incorporate cardio training somehow, some way earlier, you know, uh, before the competition day comes. On the other end, let's say we have an arm wrestler that is uh, within his competing weight class or weighs within like 5% more of his competing weight class. So it's not a lot. He's still there. Uh, then on this case, cardio is not needed, uh, or it needs to be cut two or three weeks prior to the competition day. And why do I say that? Uh, we're going to talk about it, why why we don't need cardio like two weeks prior, a week prior, or even three weeks prior on this particular scenario. Uh, on, however, on the preparation period, prior you know, to two or three weeks of the tournament, cardio still can help with recovery. So unless intensity is high, it may benefit the athlete still. Uh, so that's the second scenario. Now let's uh, look at a third scenario. Let's look at a super heavyweight arm wrestler who doesn't have to cut weight for arm wrestling event. On this case, uh, most of the sport literature that I looked at on the explosive strength power sports uh, 
they state that cardio is not needed. At least cardio is not essential to the maximum strength output. So uh, cardio is not recommended to this group. Uh, again, again, especially, you know, two, three weeks out to an event, uh, for sure it's not needed. So I gave you three different examples. You know, if you're an arm wrestler, you can think about your situation, and then you can decide for yourself. We're not going to answer that question for you. Um, now, uh, I know some listeners out there will say, you know, how can you say cardio is not needed? Well, I'm not saying cardio is not needed, actually. Uh, but at least three, four weeks out from a tournament, our bodies should be tailored towards arm wrestling only, towards arm wrestling explosive strength only. That's what I'm saying. Uh, are you with me, Craig? I mean, do, uh, do you agree on that last two, three weeks? Yeah. I mean, um, you know, for me, you know, unless you're, like you were saying earlier, if you're trying to cut weight and stuff, but, um, you know, I just... There, for me, I mean, I'm going to let you finish your analogy, and then I'll, I'll give you my personal opinion on it. Right, and, and and this changes, you know, person to person, of course. I'm just, you know, trying to uh, make a general, you know, idea here of what uh, what an arm master should think like. You know, they, they don't have to follow this. We're just putting it out there. Everybody has their own, uh, you know, experiences, and everybody needs to follow their uh, own bodies, you know, and see what they react better. So just because we're saying something here may not work out for someone. But uh, in, in most cases, what I'm reading and what I'm gathering is going towards this direction. Now, let, let's let's look at cardio further in detail. Let's look at our sport further in detail from a cardio standpoint. Let's look at arm wrestling competition demands uh, as, a, as one uh, group here. Uh, arm wrestling competition demands are, firstly, we have to do matches. We have to perform up to six to nine maximal attempts, six to nine matches in a tournament, right? We don't mm-hmm. have like 20, 30 matches in a tournament. That doesn't happen even on big tournaments, you know, especially if you stay on the winner's bracket. Within like six matches, you're in the finals. If you're uh, in the losing, you know, loser's bracket, then uh, in about nine, ten matches, you're back at the finals again. Uh, and, and this is on the big tournaments. It's on the smaller tournaments, this number is even less. So the arm wrestling competition demand is perform maximal attempt in six nine matches. Uh, that's the first one, main one. The second one on an arm wrestling competition demand is to recover after each match for the subsequent attempt for the upcoming next match. You have to recover as fast as possible after each match. So we have another demand. Other than the first one that I stated, you know, where you have to put the maximal effort on each match, you also have to recover after each match. Now, the third demand is, you know, perform the above two that I explained over the course of three to six hours. Because unfortunately, arm wrestling events take that long. If there was a way to make it shorter, I would be so happy. But uh, every event that I go to, you know, it takes about six, seven, eight, nine hours sometimes. You know, it's just, you know, so you have to somehow meet the first two demands during a six, seven, eight-hour period. So now this is our competition demand for our sport. Okay, so let's keep this in mind. And I'm going to tie all this with cardio at the end. Now let's look at the training demands, arm wrestling training demands. Uh, The first one, the first arm wrestling training demand is you have to be able to train for 
one to two hours per training session, right? There is some of us that train longer than two hours per session, but typically an arm wrestler would train for an hour or two at most. So uh, we have a training demand that we have to be able to train for one to two hours per session. Second training demand is that we have to perform maximal attempts in a single training session, right? All of us uh, try to do that. We have maximum effort days where we really focus on that. Uh, so, you know, maximal attempt in a single training session is uh, performed by an arm wrestler on the trainings. Thirdly, we have to perform multiple high rep sets or holds, again, in a single training session. These training sessions may be separated, of course. You know, on the conjugate method, it is separated. On split method, it's separated and so forth. But again, it is a training demand. So uh, high rep sets and holds is a training demand on arm wrestling. Now, another training demand is, you know, of course, again, recovery between sets uh, or, or matches, training table training time throughout the uh, gym session or the table session. Uh, and then a general demand is, you know, that's a macro demand is the recover from the previous training session for the upcoming training session. Now, these are the training demands. Now, uh, there is a third leg here, a third uh, variable is a demand, and that's uh, physiology uh, demand. And that is a little bit more scientific, but it is important. Uh, the first uh, physiological demand is to utilize ATP, adenosine triphosphate, uh, and creating phosphate uh, as fuel for performance on table and gym training. So uh, what do we mean by this terminology? Uh, you know, when these are broken down during a muscular contraction, a large amount of energy is released. And that's what we're after. That's why creating monohydrate works so well because it, it directly hits this area. Uh, there's actually creating phosphate too, right, in the market. I never tried it. Did you try it? What's that now? What? The creatine phosphate? Uh, yes, I've tried. Yes, try? yes, 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 I've used that. And okay, I, yeah, I, so I, like that, I like that product um, because it's easy on my stomach. Also, the creatine, uh, creatine, same thing. I don't find it as bloated as uh, the monohydrate. But, you know, that's, that's uh, you know, that's something that you got to find. Right. And we're going to talk about supplements on another segment. But, you know, just a side note that I wanted to open up is that, you know, uh, ATP and creatine phosphate, uh, you know, does work better or uh, we can utilize those uh, energy, uh, you know, uh, releasing better and more effectively when we use creatine monohydrate. But anyways, I don't want to get, you know, get into that right now. So again, from a, uh, you know, physiology standpoint, we need to utilize oxygen to aid in the recovery of ATP uh, between matches or sets in the gym. Uh, and then we also utilize oxygen to oxidize lactic acid, which can diminish our productivity. So I know it gets little, you know, I don't want to lose you guys, but stay with me. So we looked at three different demands for our sport, arm wrestling competition demands, arm wrestling training demands, and then uh, physiological demands, uh, ATP, creatine, phosphate, and the utilization of oxygen. These are the demands of our sport, so we need to know the demands of our sport to see how we can fit cardio. 
that, that was the whole point why I, you know, summarized these. Now, uh, the body is always in aerobic state, uh, but utilizes other fuel sources when energy intensity is very high or rest intervals are short, which is arm wrestling, you know, basically. So, again, going back to the ATP creatine phosphate, our bodies, when we arm wrestle, we use, you know, ATP creatine phosphate more than anything else as a fuel source. So what does this mean? You know, uh, a, a good cardio development of an arm wrestler, uh, you know, of course will help with the recovery between the matches or even within a single match, you know, endurance-wise. Uh, so having a base level of aerobic fitness can be highly beneficial for an arm wrestler. There is no doubt on that. Uh, you know, this can be understood by analyzing these competition demands, training demands, you know, along with the uh, physiological concept uh, that I stated a minute ago. Uh, however, of course, you know, randomly going out and doing an hour of cardio every day wouldn't be beneficial. So it still needs to be applied appropriately for our sport. Uh, arm, wrestler, arm wrestlers aren't endurance athletes. We all know that. So we don't need endless amounts of cardio work. In my opinion, and I, I believe that you're going to agree with me, Craig, two, three sessions per week of 20 to 45 minutes per session is sufficient for an arm wrestler. And uh, the best way to do is, you know, to monitor yourself, to wear a heart monitor to ensure that you're staying in the right range. And uh, when I say right range, for most athletes, this range is 130 to 150. I sometimes, you know, do 120 to 150. Uh, but if your heart rate is, uh, you know, reaching uh, 150, 160, 170, then you're going too hard. You need to adjust it back down. Uh, and uh, with most arm wrestlers, you know, uh, our tendency is to go too hard since we're all alpha males. You know, uh, we, we want to go, you know, as as much as possible, as fast as possible. But it just doesn't help with the cardio that way. So uh, keep in mind that going too hard with endurance cardio work is counterproductive to the goal of arm wrestling. And uh, I, I believe you agree with me, right? On that question, no, when you do absolutely. your cardio, right? Okay. So uh, now, I guess, what can we do for uh, 20, 45 minutes per cardio session? Is the next question. As a fellow arm wrestler, I have some suggestions. I'm not an expert again. You know, I may be wrong. So this is not, uh, you know, this is not Bible here. Just uh, some brainstorming again. And uh, Craig, you can put your two cents into this as well. Mm -hmm. uh, my suggestion is choosing an exercise that does not tire the arms. Because when we say cardio, guys, we're not meaning, um, you know, we don't mean uh, what Todd Hutchings does with the hammers. That is something else. That mm -hmm. is, uh, you know, that's general capacity workload increase workouts. That's not cardio. Uh, when we say cardio here, we're talking about the regular term of cardio where, uh, you know, the treadmills and bikes and all that stuff is uh, included. So I suggest choosing an exercise that does not tie your arms. Now, uh, for example, rowing. You can sit down on a row machine and do 45 minutes of rowing if you want to, but that may actually overtrain your arms unless you mm -hmm. adjust your arm training properly, of course. You know, if there's a week where you, you know, arm wrestled heavy and you're going to take it easy with the weights, you're not going to lift your maximal uh, you know, you're not going to do maximum effort, then maybe you can do rowing for 
you know, 20 to 45 minutes. It may not hurt. On that case, actually, it may enhance the recovery from armrestling training. But again, these things have to be decided by the armrestler, depending on what uh, training cycle they're in. Uh, I also do not suggest exercises that lengthen the arm muscles, like swimming. Uh, or at least don't do this type of cardio training more than once a week, because I know, like, Waskan does it. You know, uh, once a week he goes there and he chooses a sport, I think, if I remember correctly. Like, he plays ping pong, I think that's what he said. Hmm. Uh, you know, another week he, he may swim. You know, if you do it once a week, I guess it's not that bad. But, you know, if you incorporate, like, two, three times, then you're sending mixed messages to your muscles. And we don't want to do that as an arm master. You know, uh, that's, again, my suggestion and my personal opinion. Uh, but, uh, you know, I would limit this type of cardio training uh, to once a week. Or at least, you know, not right before a tournament. You know, if you're on off-season, you know, you want to get in uh, overall uh, physical conditioning shape, then, yes, you can, I guess, do these types. And uh, then, you know, just gear up the training more towards arm wrestling on the upcoming months. So what can we do safely as cardio as an arm wrestler? Uh, you know, uh, a few things come to my mind. Uh, walking on a treadmill... And uh, Craig, you do this, right? And uh, when we talked about it, you suggested me doing this as well. You change the, uh, you know, the incline, and you, uh, you know, you don't stay on the same speed. You know, you kind of trick the body. And I do the same thing as well. I do it 20 to 40 minutes. And uh, how, how does that work out for you? Um, I haven't done it since I cut weight. Like I was kind of doing that, and that's kind of like. Um you know, the interval hit kind of training and it wasn't super intense. Cause you know, I was doing like a one or two minute run walking for three or four minutes when I was trying to cut weight. But to tell you the truth, I've been really, like you said earlier, when we started the segment, I'm being kind of lazy as far as, uh, getting the cardio in that I should be doing. Um, but, uh, I just kind of wanted to just elaborate on what we were talking about, you know, quite obviously, you know, overall health. I mean, if we're talking about overall health, you know, we want to do stuff that helps the immune functions, overall health. You know, I prefer when I'm doing cardio, and I, I wanted to touch on this, is the time of cardio. I definitely suggest, unless you're doing a five-minute warm-up, don't do cardio before any kind of weightlifting, any kind of training beforehand, because you do not want to use up any glycogen storage, especially you know, any long periods of cardio. For me, we're talking about recovery. I'm a firm believer in low intensity, 20, 30 minutes, a light walk, like we were talking about earlier, just to get the blood flow, like Devin was saying, to get that, you know, more nutrients back into the system. Um, you know, actually, after heavy weightlifting, I have found this in the past, if I do a light 20 minute walk, it actually will lower my blood pressure from, you know, intense lifting. Cause we know our blood pressure is a little higher as we're lifting heavy and, and more intense. So my goal is to keep when I'm doing cardio, keep it short and really watch the intensity unless, and I don't want to get off track because we're really talking about recovery and cardio. You know, if it's fat loss, then maybe you do, you know, you do, you know, turn up the intensity. You do probably push um, the envelope a little bit with uh, 
the endurance part of maybe 45 minutes to an hour, depending on what your weight loss goals are. But me personally, I'll get back to an example. When I talked to Dave Shafee, we kind of laughed about this, but you know he'll go for a, a brisk 20-minute walk three to four times a week just to keep the blood flow going. So, you know, and that, that's what I believe, um, you know, just, you know, because I feel good when we're, when our heart is pumping good and we can get a lot of oxygen into our lungs, I feel amazing. And I mean, it's just going to be a plus for arm wrestling because you're going to be able to control your breathing better. I mean, it's a, it's a no win situation. It's just finding that fine line of not doing too much. Also, Another way I find to get good cardio in, also with muscular endurance, is circuit training, using weights in between your rest periods. Instead of taking a rest, continue on exercising, nonstop sets. I'm not talking about lots of heavy weights, but you know, doing exercise repetitively really spikes your heart rate up, and you know you can get a good cardio workout that way. But if you switch them up, like you were talking earlier, with Vasquez doing swimming, maybe playing ping pong, basketball, whatever it is, doing different exercises or different cardio, I think is great because you're stimulating your mind and your body gets a shock from doing different things. Now, I'm not talking about going out and playing a, an intense basketball game, but, you know, whatever. If it's riding a bike one day, walking on the beach the next, rowing machine, elliptical, swimming, um, skipping rope. Whatever it is, as long as you're not overdoing it and getting into, you know, talking about more of a recovery, that you're recovering from cardio, then there's an issue. But getting back to talking about the interval training, I think that harmed me because I was doing too much intensity trying to get the fat off, you know, getting that weight dropped, and it bit me. So this time around, I would just use it for recovery, and I'd really rely on my diet, but I don't want to get off track of you know, our topic, maybe one day we can talk about, you know, using right. cardio I mean, as far as fat loss. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, if an arm wrestler needs cardio, you know, desperately to make weight, then yeah. there's something yeah. wrong in the game plan. Yeah. You know, the yeah. diet that, has that, to be adjusted that was, accordingly. That was me. And that, <laughs> well, I mean, it happens to all of us, Craig. I'm not well, that's like you said. I mean, it's like not not planning out ahead enough, you know what I mean, and thinking that you can right. drop. And, you that, and that was the point that I was trying to make. You know, I think if you wait, you know, if you, if you keep your cardio work, you know, two weeks out from a tournament day, a week from a tournament day, I think it's not beneficial at that point. I think it hurts. It's counterproductive. Uh, that is at least what the data tells me when I mm-hmm. do the research about the strength sports. So all these Olympic weightlifters, uh, you know, power lifters, uh, the other explosive sport athletes, they all cut cardio, you know, uh, two weeks out at least mm-hmm. uh, to gear up, you know, uh, just for that particular sport event. Uh, so that that's something to keep in mind. You know, I'm not saying everybody needs to do that, but give it a shot, you know, see what happens. If, if that mentality is going to make us more proactive about our annual game plan, you know, maybe we'll do cardio more on the off season, you know, and then, you know, gradually decrease it as we get closer to the competition day, uh, you know, while managing our weight class, then uh, that is the best of the both worlds, I guess. Mm, now, absolutely. you know, without, yeah, without getting too much lost, I want to wrap it up real quick. You know, we were mm-hmm. talking about the safe methods of cardio for an arm wrestler, uh, walking on a treadmill, 
playing with the you know ink line on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, make sure the intensity is low still, though. That's that's the key. Intensity being low is the key here, guys. Uh, now, you can play around with, uh, you know, burning more calories by wearing a weight vest, perhaps. You know, if you want to wear a weight vest, that may help while walking, you know, burning more calories. And you can still keep the intensity low that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also, you know, walk uh, stadium steps. If you don't have an access to a stadium nearby, then you can use a stepper machine. But I find it better when I actually climb through the regular stadium steps. The key here is to watch your heart rate again. If it goes over 180, 160, you know, then it is, uh, you know, the, the intensity is too high. You have to, you know, slow down a little bit. I guess there's other ways to do cardio as well. You can do farmer's walk, you know, mm-hmm. lower body shed dragging and stuff like that but again those are cross they're, they're crossing over with the general capacity workouts so i don't want to focus on those i mm-hmm. want to talk about that stuff you know increasing general capacity uh you know of uh, of an athlete's body and that's a completely different segment uh back to uh you know what our methods can do as cardio uh stationary bike or a regular bike you know uh, on that device uh, that is going to help you burn some extra calories. It's not going to tire your arms, and it will give you the cardio benefits still. It's a low-impact sport biking, so uh, it's good on the knees too. Uh, I wouldn't suggest running for an arm master. I don't know what you think about running, Craig. I'm not a runner. It can be counterproductive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so uh, this is our two cents, of course, guys. You know, if you're a lightweight, you feel like you can run three times without affecting your performance and still gain strength on the table, by all means do it, I guess. Uh, but generally speaking, you know, running and, uh, you know, high-impact cardio does not help us. So to wrap this segment, uh, cardio is beneficial for arm wrestler from a recovery standpoint, from a body fat level control standpoint, from an energy standpoint, and also, like you said, Craig, it improves the immune system, reduces cortisol levels, and a bunch of other health benefits, of course, mm-hmm. that comes with it. Uh, again, the most important thing that we need to think about cardio in arm wrestling is to know to adjust the intensity level and know to back off prior to the tournament date. Mm-hmm. This is what I have about cardio. Uh, if uh, you want to add something else on it, feel free. Again, no, it was, it's not uh, one of the areas that that I feel like I'm really expert on. Well, but, you know, uh, it's 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 a fine line there, like you said, because sometimes you know, as a power sport athlete, is a fine line where you can do too much. So, I mean, for like we said earlier, you know, low intensity. You know, a good rule of thumb, 60 to 70% of your target heart rate. You want to figure out that. It's 220, subtract your age, times the percentage, get your target heart rate, you know, and that that's going to help you kind of see where you need to be as far as the intensity level. Um, you know, you don't want to do too much because you don't want to get into your recovery. But, you know, like we said earlier, you know, getting rid of the lactic acid, you know, getting um, your blood flow, any of those things are going to definitely – help improve your performance. Uh, Alper brought up a good point. Dave Shea, big shout out to him. He brought up this topic. I found it. I shared it on my Facebook. So if you want to go to Craig Subelaire, Facebook, perfect. 
check it out. Just click the date, and you'll see all the other everybody else's uh, response to that. And hey, guys, if you have any topics you like us to, you know, go over with Arm Wrestling 101, you know, hit us up. Either hit Albert up with a message on Facebook, hit me up, message us on the like page if you want. Um, and sometimes, like Albert does, is uh, and he's really good with that, going through people's Facebooks and seeing um, great, great, um, you know, great topics. And I think another great topic you brought up the other day was distractions at the gym when you're training. You know, you had a good point where, you know, and I think that's a great, great, great topic because. You don't want to be, uh, you know, uh, come across as a, an ass, but you're trying to train. How do people deal with, you know, distractions right. at the gym I mean, without being an I ass, mean, you know? You should have been there, Craig. I mean, I was doing uh, 90 pounds, <laughs> one-arm uh, preacher curl, you know, one-arm, 90-pound preacher girl, okay? And mm-hmm. I, I weigh uh, 210. And yep. this guy comes to me and he says, you know, oh, because he sees my T-shirt that says arm wrestling at the back. And right after I complete, you know, like eight, nine reps with the 90 pounds, he comes to me and says, well, arm wrestling, it's all technique, right? I mean, I am just doing a huge weight for a bodybuilder or for a, you know, a Whatever, yeah. yeah. With yeah, one dude. arm, and he's telling me <laughs> that it's all technique. I wanted to take that 90 pounds and throw it to his head. <laughs> well, right. anyhow. Anyway, but yeah, it, that... it does get, you know. I mean, <laughs> I try to be polite, of course. I don't want to, you know. I don't want to show our masters as nah. you know barbaric you know people. You're, you're but, the last. Uh, it's really that, Albert. So that's good. Yeah. Well, anyhow. All right. Well, well so we're gonna Corey we're is next, up. I guess, right? Yep. We're gonna wrap this up, and we'll be back right back with Corey Miller. and views we discuss on this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not intended as medical advice. We are not medical professionals, and the information contained in this show should not be used to diagnose, treat, or prevent any disease or health illness. Please consult with a qualified healthcare professional before acting on any information presented here. Any statements or claims about the possible health benefits conferred by any foods or supplements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Once again, thank you for listening to Arm Wrestling 101. We will be back next week for another exciting and informative episode of Arm Wrestling 101. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. I want to welcome our first guest of the evening, no stranger to Arm Wrestling Nation Radio, Corey the Flash Miller. What's up, Corey, man? How you doing? Uh, just hanging in there, man. What's going on over there? Not much, brother. Uh, just another noisy bike week, uh, Oktoberfest here in Florida, so uh, we're just trying to stay out of the traffic and not run over any bikes. Uh, so, man, I haven't talked to you in a little while. Um, I know things have been kind of quiet. What's What's been going on with you, man? How's everything going? How's training? We got Vendetta 44 coming up, Arm Fight 44, uh, October 24th, Las Vegas. Uh, what's been going on with you as far as training and, uh, you know, like life, man? What's the, what's up, brother? Well, um, I guess we can start at the beginning. So I uh, I had to drop out of that match at the UAL because of a leg injury that I 
suffered during a softball game. I uh, I was I'm a pitcher for um, a softball league in town here, and I got hit with a ball on my right leg, and then it bounced over to my left leg. Didn't think nothing of it. It hurt like hell, but I didn't think nothing of it. And it was probably I don't know a week or two later that it started getting bad, like hurting really bad. So I ended up going to the hospital and um, found out that I had a hematoma on the side of my left calf. Wow. And um, anyone who doesn't know what a hematoma is, that's a, basically like a blood clot in your muscle. So um, the bad thing about that is is um, I had to fly within two weeks of after doing that because of going to pull, um, I was supposed to pull a guardo and, and uh and they don't recommend you flying because when you go up and the air pressure changes, it can release the blood clot, and I could basically die. So that's why I had to get out of that match. funny part about that is, like, the four days before I was supposed to go, the blood clot actually broke loose, and I had to end up going to the ER anyways. <laughs> Damn, dude. But, yeah, so that pretty much sucked. Then... Not even a month later, playing softball again, I broke my ankle sliding into second base. <laughs> Baseball's <laughs> so a rough sport, man. I think I'm retiring. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, man, that's, uh, that's a rough uh, rough sport you're going through there. Yeah, we played Division Two, so we're pretty high up there. But, um, yeah, after breaking my ankle, I think I'm I'm done. But, uh, How's the ankle now? Yeah, that, Is it healed? Yeah, it took, um, I'm, I still feel the pain, actually. It's still broken, technically speaking. Um, the bone fragment is still in the side of my ankle, and they don't want to go in and remove it because of the potential for it not to heal and all that kind of stuff. So I've been dealing with pain in my foot for, well, since I did it, which was, uh, I don't know, um, two, three months ago. Okay. But, um... Yeah, so I have been out of, like, actual arm wrestling training for four months. But the, the whole time I put my ankle and the whole time I had the hematoma, I was at the gym every single day. Okay, so, so training. Which is unusual for me because I don't usually go to the gym and just sit there and lift all the time. I went to the gym with my boot on half the time when my leg was broken. Mm-hmm. So, um... Yeah, so I've been doing a lot of lifting, um, but I'd say this last three or four weeks now is where I've been really actually getting time to practice and pull. Um, I went to North Carolina, what, uh, three weeks ago, two weeks ago, uh-huh. um, for a training sh- uh, thing for work and got to pull with uh, Rick Layton and a whole bunch of other guys down there um, in North Carolina. And that was fun. It's been a long time since I've seen those guys, and felt pretty good at the practice. And you know, it's hard to judge at practice, anyways. But um, yeah, I was just going to ask you how how is the uh, gym training um, kind of turning over to the table now? Is you notice an improvement in anything? I mean, my personal opinion. I mean, I know you're going to probably say something different, but my personal opinion is I. I feel stronger when all I do is arm wrestle I got you. Than, than when I do go to the gym all the time. 
Um, so do you feel a little rusty so, since you haven't been over the practice in those four months? I mean, when you went to Carolinas to practice? The, the one in North Carolina was probably the first time I've been in like a full legitimate practice since I broke my leg. Um, I've pulled off and on with a couple other people, just one or two people here and there. But like a full practice practice, yeah, that was the first time in you know, two or three months I've done anything. And did you feel rusty at all, or how, how was your performance, do you think, on a, on a scale one to ten? Uh, I'd say I was maybe a seven. Okay. Yeah, not not super great, but felt okay. Um, weird issues, you know. Uh, left arm feels weird sometimes. I don't know, my left's kind of dumb like that. It'll be super strong in certain ways and not super strong in other ways. Now, you know, you got, got next, you know, coming up real quick here on the 24th, um, you got a big match with uh, Vaskins. I mean, how, how do you feel going into this matchup with with him? Do you feel prepared? I mean, you know, you haven't really been able to get the table time in, but, you know, how, how do you feel? What's your mindset going into this matchup? Well, um... I told Igor when I got into this match that I needed to know way in advance if I was going to be able to do this or not. And uh, because of the weight loss factor that I had to do, um, I was getting really heavy because I wasn't able to run or anything, and I was just going to the gym and eating all a, lot, a whole bunch. How heavy did you when get? I, tell our listeners how heavy you got. Uh, I got up to about 182. Okay, that's a big that's a big weight for you. Yeah, that, that was heavy. I was I was I'd say it was easily five six pounds of blubber, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean that's too much for me. Uh, if it would have been muscle, it would have been a different story. But I I knew I could lose you know five six pounds and then have to cut a lot more. But um, the match with Vazgen. Concerning the weight they wanted me to pull, I, I had to know a long ways in advance to know if I was going to be able to do it or not. And, uh, yeah, so I've been dieting very consistently for the last two months, basically, even though I've had that broken leg and stuff because I can't run. So coming into this match, I would say that I am fairly confident in my abilities, but... Uh, um, my biggest focus has been strictly on losing weight and getting in shape, you know, physically ready for the match. So you, but, uh, you feel confident going into been, the matchup? I mean... Yeah, I mean, I, as far as styles go and um, the matchup in general, I feel very good about my odds and what I can and cannot do against Lesbian. Um it's been like five, six years since we've ever pulled, mm-hmm. so especially at the same weight. Um, so that will be a a big factor there too. And the last time we pulled, I I won. Um, it was at the AAA Nationals, but we haven't pulled since because um, I jumped out weight class and stuff. But uh, yeah, I. To be totally honest, I'm more concerned at the the weight than I am who it is I'm pulling. I know Vazgen's good and all, but I'm more concerned about my trying to make the weight because I haven't done it in so long, you know. So you're, like, what are you, about 10 pounds off weight right now? 
Uh, yeah, about eight, nine pounds, yeah. Okay, so that's that's a. You know, I mean, you'll cut that. I mean, you're. I mean, yeah, the cardio, but I mean, you know, that's that's a pretty. Uh, I think an easy cut for you. Uh, you know, I think you can do that pretty easily just to maintain your strength, which, you know, I'm sure you know what you're doing as far as that goes, minus the cardio. Um, yeah. You know, not being able to train and, and get the table time, is psychologically, does that play a factor into Corey Miller's prep for this big matchup? I mean, you know, we had Vaz on the show, we, you know, last week. He, you know, utmost respect for for you, um, both of you guys are really respectful for each other. Um, you know, it's not like one of these trash-talking matchups, but, um, you know, since uh, you've been kind of on the shelf a little bit, not being able to be a part of some of these, you know, major events that have been going on, I mean, do you feel do you feel like that's uh, a negative for you, um, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, as far as how my arm feels and the arm is thing, mm-hmm. Ways I would say that I don't feel 100% in that aspect, but maybe it's rust or whatever you want to call it. But I think overall, um, as soon as I get going, mm-hmm. it, it comes right back, you know, like just like everything else. Yeah, but yeah, no. yeah, not being able to do anything has hindered some things on me, especially with my left hand. My left hand is. It's all over the place right now. Yeah, you guys are pulling but, right uh, now, right? So yeah, we're only pulling right, yeah. which is good. But um, I'm, I'm sure you'll be able to hold the peg. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, but you know, it's funny though. Like, I mean, in in a in a in reality, in a in a perfect world, I mean, would this match be better? Yeah, there, better. There is no. I know there's no, no perfect world. I know, but would this match be like set up a little bit better for you if it was like? November 24th to give yourself a little more time. I mean, not making excuses, but, you know, in the world of arm wrestling, it's hard to be 100% all the time, but, you know, where you're yeah. off an injury, not being able to get the table time, would you feel a lot better if it was like a month from now? Uh, Probably. Yeah. I'd probably feel a lot better about the situation, but, you know, it is what it is, and I've had about two months to do what I can to get in shape, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, like I, like I said in the beginning, I'm, I've been just so focused on losing the weight that I haven't had enough time to pull with people other than I pulled in North Carolina, I pulled last weekend um, in North, in uh, New Mexico, and and then little here's and there practices. But now let's just, I mean, let's step back a little bit. I mean, you know, a lot's been going on in arm wrestling. You know, you kind of missed out on a, a little bit of the WAL action, you know, hanging out UAL, injury, you know, whatever, kind of on the shelf anyway because there was really nothing going on much with the UAL. Now you're getting healthier, got a big matchup, of course, not overlooking Baz on the 24th, and then, boom, we got a bunch of stuff going on, UAL. Everybody I talked to, you know, that 165 class, they're saying Corey Miller needs to be in there. What's what's your whole take on you know the the, the WAL, the 165 class, the twenty thousand dollars you know each arm? I mean, are you going to be a part of that this year? Um, I'm qualified as of right now. Okay. So I'm qualified both hands. Uh, my plan. Is to go as far as I can 
with the TV stuff, but um, I don't know, you know, how far I can actually go with being in PAL and all that kind of stuff. All right, so now... I have, I have talked to um, Travis about this, and mm-hmm. and there's a possibility that I can still pull 90% of the way up to whatever. There's just going to be some stipulations on certain things, you know. So your main focus right now is with the PAL, basically. Yeah, I mean, Igor contacted me long before Wall was even, you know, started. And even when I was, you know, talking with, or still with UAL, they they actually, this match actually was offered to me when I was at UAL, um, and then I couldn't do it because of UAL, so Chris Gobby took it. So I was actually supposed to pull on him that time, but... Um, so, yeah, my focus right now is the PAL one, but like I said, there's, I I still have the opportunity to pull on the wall one, it's just to what extent you stuff. Yep. <clears throat> now, are you a fan of this six-round, you know, Supermatch style versus the, the tournament events? Um, honestly, I'd rather pull uh, a tournament. Okay. But um, that's just because I like to have the ability to, you know, attack different people different ways and stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas when I'm pulling the same person multiple times, I, you know, I can, you know, if you figure it out or something, then you can be in trouble faster. Uh, but someone like Baskin, who only has basically one style, will make it a little bit easier for doing that, but, um, you know. And do you find, like, being familiar with him anyway, because you guys pulled, even though it's been five years, you kind of know his style is yeah. obviously a power hook guy. I mean, do you, uh, do you feel that, yeah. you know, that's an advantage for you going into this match? <clears throat> yeah, I definitely feel like I know Vazgen's style very well. Um, I used to train for it all the time, and... You know, I'm not scared to go inside with him like I was maybe in the past. Mm-hmm. So, um, honestly, I could care less where the match goes. If he goes inside, it goes outside, it doesn't matter. I'm not I'm not worried, which in the past I was because, you know, everyone knew that he was super strong inside and he didn't want to go there. Yeah, most so. definitely. So, and a lot has changed in five years, I'm sure, with both of you guys. So it's going to be a exciting yeah. matchup. You know, with CBS covering it too. I mean, you got to be excited to uh, to finally get some television. I mean, I know you were promised that, you know, numerous times with the UAL, but now it's actually a reality because the last arm fighter Vendetta was on CBS. Uh, great production. I mean, how do you feel going into this with uh, the exposure you're finally going to get? Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about that part. You know, um, from day one with. UAL, that's all I ever really cared about was being on TV, you know. The money thing is is here nor there, but, um, I mean, it's always good to make money, but the TV is where, you know, in the long run, that's what's going to get me a sponsor. That's what's going to get me more money. You don't make, like UFC fighters, they don't make money, a lot of money from Dana White. They make money from Reebok and everyone else. So, you know. That's where the goal is, you know, the end goal is can I land something that would potentially be a a good sponsor for a long period of time and 
and be able to afford to do anything I wanted. So. So do you think that's possible with this, with this, you know, the situation with TV, with you know, with not only PAL being on TV, but with Wall being on ESPN, it gives a lot of exposure out there. We've seen Devin on Sports Nation, and you know, video that went viral with, uh, you know, beating one of the stars of, uh, I forget the show, but anyway, um, you know, all that exposure, it's got to be a yeah. plus for everybody out there. Yeah, I feel like Devin is going about it the right way and. And uh, getting himself out there and, you know, stuff like that, which all started just because of one little wall tournament, you know, mm-hmm. it got on TV. But, um, you know, the, the the CBS Sports could be the exact same thing for all of us, but in a slightly different manner. Yep, yep. I'd, I'd say, well, our CBS Sports, the PAL in general is going to be, I don't want to use the term, but I guess it's the best one is is more, you know, traditional mm-hmm. slash professional aspect of arm wrestling, where ball is a little bit more um, in your face kind of stuff like that. And, um, and I kind of think too, with the super match setup, it kind of slows down the event for the public to watch <laughs> two guys going at it, kind of get a like yeah. a background, and then you know, because it's totally different from wall, you know. So and and I, yeah. I think wall has its you know, great points too, but like with the, uh, you know, Vendettas, it's like one-on-one combat, you know, you're not going to get confused, you get to know the fighters, uh, the arm wrestlers yeah. out there, and, and I think for the public aspect of it, that's not really, you know, don't know the sport of arm wrestling, I think it's an easy follow for them. Yeah, I think that aspect, being one-on-one, being able to interview the people, going into their background, you know, all that kind of stuff allows you to learn more about arm wrestling. Maybe it might not be as fast-paced and exciting matches because you don't have as many matches. Mm-hmm. But um, it allows you to learn more about the sport and catch on faster, basically, rather than um wall where, yeah, I've seen these guys, but do I know who they are? Or, mm-hmm. You know, if they didn't make the top four, do I even, yes. you know, have a clue what they are? Yeah, that's that's exactly right. And then, it, you know, it gives two aspects of arm wrestling, which I think is great for the networks out there. You know, you got a tournament set up with the WAL, and then you got the one-on-one combat with CBS Sports, you know, and I think that's awesome to get that exposure for the sport. You know, it's a double wham. You know, you can't lose with, uh, with getting, you know, major networking out there and, and getting to see these guys for what it's worth training um, and, and really showing the public out there, not the arm wrestling community, because we're going to watch it no matter what, because we love the sport. But yeah. the guys out there that are in the gym training, they're like, wow, you know what? I never knew that, you know, a guy at 160, 170, you know, could train and lift that amount of weight and, you know, and, and, and train hard like that. And it just gives you another perspective to, uh, to the, like the athleticism with arm wrestling. Yeah. You know, and just like you said, it's no one knows that part of the arm wrestling. They only assume, oh, you're just pushing some guy's hand down, and yeah, yeah. it's just you're in the you're in the uh, bars just doing this shit. And it's <laughs> yeah. Not like that at all. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. You're not drinking oil. It's not over the top. It's a serious sport here, yeah. guys. So it's like uh, you know, people are finally getting uh, to to see that. You know, I I have a lot of guys that 
have watched, you know, some of the stuff on ESPN and, and CBS Sports, and, you know, they come up and go, wow, I can't believe these guys train real hard and they take this seriously. I just thought, like you said, it was just a bar sport, but now people are getting to really respect it. You're seeing the numbers flow a little more with the novice guys coming out and, you know, the tournaments are blowing up. You know, it's another 50 to 100 different competitors coming out just to try the sport, and that's just uh, amazing to see the numbers you know, getting up there, and uh, I'm sure you're seeing uh, a lot of different things, you know, with practices and people getting, you know, more interested in the sport, too. So, I mean, that's that's just amazing. But before I let you go, man, i got to ask you, any predictions in this match coming up here on October 24th? For me and Benjamin? Yes, sir. Uh, I'm going to go on a conservative level and say 4-2. Okay. Only because I think two matches I will try to um, do something that I probably shouldn't and then <laughs> maybe get myself into a bad situation. But, I got you. you know, I don't plan to smash them six times in a row because, well, number one, no one wants to see that, and number two, I want to test myself a little bit since it is only six matches. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, after this match... Um, I I told Igor that I would not like to pull lightweights anymore. I'd like to jump to the 71 class. Okay. So there's a there's a potential for after this match, you know, however it goes, it doesn't matter, that uh, I will be in the heavier weight class, which is more what I would like to be in. Um, is there someone in that class you'd like to pull? Uh... Like, overseas-wise? Well, just like if Igor, you know, any of the top guys that you can see coming in PAL at that weight class, anybody that, you know, might be on the top of your hit list? Well, I mean, your number one guy left-handed is that Ole kid, which yep. no no 71-pounder is going to be him. But um, right-handed, you know, honestly, I'd, I'd love to pull anyone overseas. Okay. I, honestly, I'd rather, you know, I'd, I'd like to just go to... Zalotti in general, and that's kind of one of the whole reasons I got into doing the PAL stuff, because right. Zalotti, and, you know, Zalotti's one of my, uh, you know, I'd say, like, bucket list type things to be able to do. So, so are, um, are we going to see it this year, Corey, at, over at Nimrov, or is it going to be next year, maybe? Uh, I don't know if I can make it happen this year, just because of work schedule and stuff, but I, if I get invited to it, because I think you have to be invited sure you're going to be invited. I mean, that's no doubt about it. I'm sure, especially after if, this performance here on... Yeah, if, uh, if I can get invited from you or whatever, then I would definitely do whatever it takes to get there and and do well. I mean, um, I'm not really sure who else is at anyone's, maybe Zoloff mm-hmm. or whatever, but uh, yeah, I mean, me at 171 pounds super trained up, or dropping to 171 pounds is, in my opinion, if I'm doing the same weights I was doing at the gym and training with that, mm-hmm. he's, a, he's a scary guy. No, absolutely. I, I was getting, as far as gym-wise, I was getting super strong. I was curling more than I've ever curled and rode more than I've ever rode and deadlifted more than I've ever deadlifted. So, hopefully, hopefully that's the... That's what will happen here soon. Well, that's good, man, and that's that's good to see you wanting to go overseas. We were talking about that on the last show with Bob Brown and Vasquez about, 
you know, sort of that whole world championship dying out for the Americans. We, you know, not getting that team that we need to get over there. You know, the best guys yeah. in North America. You know, and then all of a sudden, you know, these guys from Ukraine and, you know. Uh, Pakistan and you know the government's paying for those guys to get over there and train and it's just like their teams are getting better and better but you know it's the American team not being able to take over the best of the best in each weight class so it's it's good to hear that you're motivated to get over there and uh, you know test yourself against the the greatest arm wrestlers overseas and and in my opinion on the planet you know what i mean because uh, i mean we have we have a lot of great north american pullers here and wal and pal and you know all these different federations but you know to get over there and test yourself in those waters i think that's you know where it's at as far as the prestige yeah. goes well the styles of arm wrestling are totally different when you go to worlds versus you know north america yep they they just pull different. They're different strengths all together. Um, I remember you know going to worlds. I've been to worlds twice now, and each time I've ever gone, I'm always you know kind of impressed in what certain countries are able to do versus other You know, it's just naturally they're stronger in certain areas, or they do certain moves, or whatever. Um, and it's kind of consistent with the countries you go to. So, um, yeah, I, I, there's no way to know if you're the best unless you pull the best people. And you're not going to do that pulling wall, even though there is really good overseas guys on there, but that's not everybody. No. No, absolutely. No. Well, Corey, I want to wish you the best of luck, man. Thanks for uh, stopping by the show once again, and uh, wish you the best of luck coming up on the 24th, brother. Yeah, thanks. All right, guys, we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Ryan J. Pitts from StrongerGrip.com. I'm known as the mad scientist of metal from all the metal creations I've made over the last 25 years. The World Arm Wrestling League Championship Hammers are one of those creations. I'm passionate about strength and metal. I'm a mad scientist on a mission to bring strength seekers high-quality, old-school crafted strength gear that will last a lifetime. In the Stronger Grip store, you'll find loads of grip gear, sledgehammers, clubs, and maces. Custom work can also be done. Check out Ryan J. Pitts on Facebook and also the Facebook Stronger Grip page. With Stronger Grip, there's no gimmicks, no bullshit, just handcrafted strength gear. Get the gear, do the work. StrongerGrip.com. Prepare for the battle of your life. Bring your A game and tune your weapons with the Wrist Wrench. The Wrist Wrench is a weightlifting pulley handle designed by and for arm wrestlers. It helps develop and strengthen the hand, wrist, and forearm. Crank up your power with the Wrist Wrench. Visit thewristwrench.com today. That's www.thewristwrench.com. Well, guys, welcome back, and I just want to thank you guys for tuning in to another great episode of Arm Wrestling Nation Radio. Great interviews with Alan Ford, Corey Miller. I um, want to wish those guys the best of luck. Hopefully next week, it's not 100% confirmed, but Herman Stevens might be on the show. 
So, guys, once again, thank you for tuning in to Arm Wrestling Nation Radio. On behalf of Albert Kozar, I'm Craig Subelair, and I'm out of here. been listening to a broadcast of arm wrestling nation radio if you tuned in halfway through the show you can download the entire episode on itunes today just go to itunes and search arm wrestling nation radio visit us on facebook for updates photos and direct links to the show at awnr.us arm wrestling nation radio will put you over the top Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.